Welcome to Freedom Fellowship Church Advent Podcast. Whether you're familiar with the tradition of Advent or it's completely foreign to you, this podcast will encourage you in your relationship with Jesus and help you focus on Him this Christmas season. Welcome to our second podcast of the Advent season. And this morning, we have already had a, how shall I say, a vibrant discussion as to what the second candle represents. Well, uh, we've had all kinds of uh, talk back and forth, and we've decided that the internet is really the problem because what we have found out is that a lot of people celebrate Advent in different ways. So if your information says something different, well, just make it work. But I want to talk to you about this second purple candle of the Advent wreath today. It's the Bethlehem candle, which everyone agrees with, but we're going to say that it represents peace. Maybe your information says something different, and that's okay, but let me talk to you today about this understanding of peace. As I said last week, the first two weeks are looking ahead to the fulfillment of all of the promises of God's Word when Jesus returns. So as you're walking through these days of Advent, uh, these days of preparation for the season, don't only reflect on this candle, the, the Bethlehem candle, as being the Prince of Peace coming into the world. Needless to say, when we talk about the Bethlehem candle, we are looking towards that manger scene and how the Prince of Peace came on that day. That little baby, that infant born to the Virgin Mary, was certainly our Prince of Peace. In fact, this is a great week to imagine with your kids what Jesus' return will be like not just imagining what that baby was like in that manger, but to think about Jesus' return. Uh, Let me give you an example uh, from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you'll not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so... God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Get your kids to imagine what it'll be like to see Jesus riding a big white horse across the sky. And all who remain here at that time will be caught up with him in the sky. Get them to talk about what that scene might look like what it's going to be to see all of the grandmothers and grandfathers and aunts and uncles and maybe even some of their childhood friends who have gone to be with the Lord and seeing them again for the first time. You see, this is about what Advent is really about. It's stirring up the next generation to look for the coming of the Lord. It's what it means to look towards the reason for the season. To not just have Jesus as a little baby in a manger that happened 2,000 years ago, but to have him alive in our hearts and in our minds today because he is more than alive. 
and he's waiting for that word from the Father God, Jesus, now's the time. Go and get your church. You know, one of my favorite passages about peace is found in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 14. Let me read it to you. Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 14. It says this, For he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. Well, all of that, that uh, words that you might not understand are, are really pretty simple. It says that there was enmity, there was strife between the Jewish world and the Gentile world. And Jesus came and by removing the barrier of the law, the written law of the Jews, by removing it, and Jesus became the object of peace that brought those two groups together. And so he says, now there's no difference between the two. Now there is peace. My favorite part of it, it's at that very beginning where it says, he, Jesus, is our peace. You know, I tried to look up the number of wars through history, but the, but the, uh, the information given is really too big to dig into. That is to say that peace has, has been virtually non-existent for this world since time began. There have always been wars, and even after Jesus came and, 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 and lived this life and died on a cross and rose again, even since that point, the Prince of Peace has not assured peace in this world. That is why it's so important to remember that these first two weeks of Advent are a looking forward to Jesus' return. Real peace through the Prince of Peace will not occur until Jesus returns. So as you light that second candle, don't neglect the scriptures that tell of Jesus' return. Open the book of Revelation and read about the majesty of his return and his rule. Don't neglect his promises to come again, friend. You know, there's a, a wonderful ancient word that you can learn uh, for this week and, in fact, teach your kids, too. It's found in the very last chapter of the book of Revelations, chapter 22. And in the next to the last verse, that's Revelations 22, verse 20, it simply says this, Come, Lord Jesus. That word is the Greek word Maranatha. And it was a common greeting and goodbye during the Jesus movement of the 60s and 70s. In fact, back in the day, we used to oftentimes repeat it. We would, we would print it out. We would use it as salutations in letters that we would write to one another. Maranatha, because what it mean, meant was, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We would use it as a reminder to always look to the sky, especially when it was one of those days with big fluffy clouds. Why? Because the Bible says that Jesus is going to return in the clouds. And I can remember preachers that would tell us, when you see those clouds, imagine Jesus coming back. And to stir up this next generation, these little ones, 
with the thought of Jesus' return is exactly what we should be doing during this Advent season. Why? Because back in the day, that was an anticipation that Jesus was coming back. It motivated us to do exactly what we were supposed to be about, taking the great commission through the great commandment to those who were lost and on their way to a devil's hell. And Maranatha was the catchword that kept us hoping. It is the kind of anticipation that Advent is supposed to stir up. Well, let me read to you from our devotional, a devotional about that second coming. In the fullness of time, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Our friend Jenny was pregnant, very pregnant. She was due in a matter of weeks, but when you asked the exact date, she would draw breath and say, I'm ready now. She was walking the path of the fullness of time, and time was not yet complete. Fullness means that there is nothing left to do but go to the next step. It's the end of a process, the final step, the completion of a thoughtful and deliberate march that is made full by careful achievement. The mysteries that are worked in the fullness of time are knit in secret and shared with no one. David said this, I was made in secret. And no matter how much we think we know, certain matters are held tight between the pages of his book. And so it is with the child of God. The womb of waiting is the workshop of real life. Into that secret place, God poured the seed of deliverance for his lost children. Forced from his presence, the banished citizens of Eden had no hope left in the life that they had known. The last words were curses. The final memory, a blazing sword that swept the landscape of the garden with fiery separation. Yet from this scene of disaster, the children took in their heart of hearts a trust that the very one who banished them was also the one who sought them. Secretly hidden from all was the tiny hope that would be made full after man had exhausted himself of deliverance of his own terms. For 4,000 years, the children of Adam and Eve waited for what they did not know. But then, an angel and a maid, a young man in a commissioning, an 80-mile trek on the back of a donkey, a wicked king who sought to kill, shepherds, an innkeeper, a dark night of the soul when all seemed lost, and the fullness of time came. He who had walked creation's path and scattered the scars in the sky was reduced to a quiet miracle that caused the angels to sing. Jesus was born in the night, far from the gaze of the crowd that would seek him and kill him. He was born into a culture already despised, born into the humblest of circumstances. No room in the inn, no bed to lay his head, all of this so that those who sought him could find him. The ancient ancients named this season Advent to point people to the birth of the Messiah, Yet his birth, though a worthy celebration, is in the past. The true advent of the church is to prepare for his return. So remember, won't you, 
Remember that when the fullness of time comes again, he will come as a reigning king, not as a babe in a manger. Remember that he did not leave us with a curse, but a promise, not with a fiery sword, but an empty tomb. And though we celebrate his birth, the real celebration is that in one day, it is one day less until his return. God never forgets. He always keeps his promises. And when the fullness of time comes again, it will dawn an eternally new day. Well, I do hope that this podcast has been a blessing to you. And I hope that you and your family have a wonderful week. You know, there's only two and a half weeks till Christmas. So you better get out there and get going. And by the way, Maranatha and the merriest of Christmases to you all. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Advent podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Freedom Fellowship Church, visit us at www.freedomnb.org. You can also pick up a copy of our devotional, God With Us, for a more personal journey with the tradition of Advent. 